main fear everyone has is the fear of being overwhelmed. And therefore you want to keep things under control. Right? Now, there are different ways that you can be overwhelmed. If you're resonating in chakra one, you're most afraid of being overwhelmed by anxiety. Or paranoia. And uh, dismemberment, which just happened to a guy in Istanbul recently. But uh, the, the chakra one fear of dismemberment or loss of control of one's body because as an infant it takes you a long time to get motor control of your body and the terror of, of being helpless. Think of being a, a baby in a, a crib. You can't even turn over. There's nobody there. You're all alone, right? So we should add, of course, uh, abandonment. And of course, abandonment uh, means that you could face uh, various kinds of evil. Or, as in this visualization, hunger. And of course, death. So, the chakra one uh, fears of being overwhelmed are always lying just below the surface of the ego. And the evil, of course, can be represented by uh, darkness. One can, one, very often people are afraid of the dark. Even scary music can, can do it, can put you into that state. Or obviously horror films or visualizations, even like this. One can be overwhelmed by all kinds of things if one is resonating in chakra one because fear is the overriding uh, affect that controls the ego mind. At chakra one? Chakra one, in yeah. In particular though, fear is the overriding affect? Or fear well, there's fear of overwhelm at every, at every chakra level. But uh, let's, let's say these kinds of fears that refer to, uh, to real one, uh, uh, death, dismemberment of the body, right? The, the terrors of, of, the, uh, uh, of the bodies being destroyed. It's much, it, it, you don't really have so much of a fear of madness in chakra one. It, that's more of a chakra three fear. Uh, so, uh, the, uh, which is why you can go mad in chakra one. You can choose psychosis, actually, and, and it, it doesn't feel scary. To somebody who has made it to a neurotic state, there's a terror of going mad. But going mad is an escape route. And so many people will, obviously, they do choose that. 
so that's one way out of your, your fear. Okay. Chakra two, obviously, there's a fear of being overwhelmed. Uh, there's a desire to, to flirt with being overwhelmed, but the, you can be overwhelmed by passion and the fantasies that uh, accompany it, and, and that can lead to real one uh, uh, episodes, events, like rape and like uh, being killed, you know, passion murders happen all the time and uh, various other uh, fears that people have around sexuality, shame and guilt and uh, uh, impotence, incompetence, uh, rejection, uh, all, all kinds of, uh, of things, right? So, so this is uh, an area that people want to feel desire for, but there's, there's e an equal amount of, of terror of chapter two as there is of desire for it. Chapter three, of course, uh, one is afraid that one could enter a state of berserk fury in which you can't get out of it. I mean, this happens, isn't this uh, O.J. Simpson, right? But, but the worst thing is, you, you, if you really go berserk totally, you become a wild animal, you're going to be killed, right? Sooner or later, the cops are going to come and, and uh, shoot you. That's just the way it happens, right? And there are all these people going berserk every day. We see it in the newspapers. Sometimes they're put up by government uh, special ops to do it, but a lot of times it's just a freelance uh, berserker in chakra three. And again, it, it feels totally all-powerful. You're omnipotent until the, the bullet hits you and you're dead. Uh, but in that, that berserk fury, you try to be the one who is overwhelming the other. And therefore, you are finally free of your fear of being overwhelmed, right? But of course, it's a, uh, a cover-up. It's not the real thing. So, uh, but there's a fear that also lurks in every ego that, that this could happen. You could do this. If you were triggered in, in the right way, you could go berserk. Man or woman, doesn't matter. So, so that, that uh, capacity is, is also something that a lot of people are really concerned with keeping under control, right? For some people, it's, you know, miles away. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, I, I would have to be in a pretty extreme situation. But for some people, it's, oh, no, you, you say the wrong thing to me, look at me the wrong way, and I could, I could go there, right? So how close people are to that? Uh, varies according to ego structure and traumatic uh, background. But all of these are fears of being overwhelmed by drives, by forces that you cannot control, that, that can destroy you. Yeah, go ahead. Would you say like the more, maybe like one's parents, 
Oh yeah, that's right. Then you know it's real. It's not just the theory. Uh, and, uh, and you have, of course, taken in some of their energy. So their berserk, psychotic uh, fragments are in you. They have been replicated. And you had to replicate them as a defense. So, um, yeah, it's been activated. Somebody who has a very copacetic childhood that's, you know, always uh, treated with uh, great kindness and uh, very uh, upper-class comforts or that kind of thing won't have that, probably. But they, the, uh, it's always still there at some level. But if it's close to the surface, then it's also going to bring the chakra one anxieties close to the surface, right? Yeah. Of course. And would you say, like, I know we've got many ways of, you know, of working it, on it, the whole trivium, um, but I, I really love what you said about the death, like watching, like watching with absolute hyper-concentration, if one can, mm -hmm. the passing of these, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about driving right now, mm -hmm. his death in the, in the guided med. Mm -hmm. But is that an, another way to, to look at dealing with these drives when they're coming up? If one can, of course, I know that means containing it, to watch it. Yeah, of course, that's what you want to do, is you want to be the driver, not the driven, right? But the one who has the fear of being overwhelmed is fear that you will be driven into some state of terror that you will not be able to get out of. And if your body is dying, uh, you may go into that rather than a state of, okay, I'm going to prepare to reach the mother light and I will be free in bliss. Very often uh, that will not be the reaction to finding yourself uh, you know, dying of thirst in, in a desert and, and something else will take over, right? So uh, you don't have any control and you don't have any uh, uh, knowledge of how you will react when, if and when such an event happens. Now I want to talk about how do we get out of this trap. If you have a sufficient amount of knowledge, you will know how to deal with any situation that arises. That's the purpose of knowledge. Knowledge is power. If knowledge didn't give you the capacity to cope, then it would be without value. Its value is that it uh, enables you to navigate those situations and deal with them with the utmost empowerment and with grace. Okay, you know how to receive the grace. It's activating. What is knowledge?
information plus intelligence. Okay? Now, I am going to postulate that all of reality is made up of simply those two aspects. Knowledge, uh, knowledge of reality is the information about all that is, and all that is is just information, and the intelligence to understand it accurately. And if you have complete understanding of all of the information of the cosmos, you're in God consciousness. If you have the intelligence, the infinite intelligence that knows how to make divine order out of all of this. So if you can combine those two and hold them and contain them, and, and the information you have includes how to deal with the death of the body and, and what happens afterwards and all of that. If you have that information and you, you understand that you've been there before and this is not something new or strange, you have that information and the intelligence to know that through following a certain principle of presence, and of realization of the truth, you will be safe. If you know that, uh, then you are victorious. That's the whole point of, of spiritual training, is to increase your knowledge of, of the supreme reality, which includes and encompasses and pervades this phenomenal plane. Now, when we talk about information, we get it from three sources. Real one is information we get through the nerves of the physical body. The information we get through the nerves, that includes the nerves uh, of the eyes and the ears and all the senses, right? We're getting a constant flood of sensory information. And uh, the skin and, I mean, our whole body is just a very rich information receptor. But the information we receive can produce pleasure, intense pleasure, or it can produce pain, intense pain. Right? So we're in that spectrum of information that if we do not have enough intelligence about, uh, creates fear because there's terror of being overwhelmed, both by very intense pain and very intense pleasure. Because pleasure at its most intense becomes terrifying pain. So, that's real one. Real two gives us information from the heart. At the lower levels of the heart, it's going to give us affect, emotions. It's going to give us information about our feelings about reality. Now that information can actually be more scary than real one information. And most people have repressed more real two information than real one information. Because the, you, you can fear having too much information. You can also fear having too little information. It's much wiser to fear having too little than having too much. 
right? I, I would much prefer knowledge to ignorance. But if there are things you don't want to know because they would change your relationships with other people in a way that would not be pleasant, would force you to see flaws or betrayals or, uh, or other aspects of, of who they are, or of yourself and how you have acted that you've re suppressed or repressed. And, and it would cause you to, to feel emotions of shame, of guilt, of, uh, of hatred, of, of, of fury of sadness, of abandonment, whatever, uh, then you're not going to want that real two information. It's too, too unbearable to know that you were treated with such uh, emotional disdain, perhaps, or uncaring pseudo-love, right? So, uh, so that remains suppressed, or it comes up, but one doesn't really get it, one doesn't... Uh, mobilize that information in order to change their frame of reference and, and escape from the, uh, uh, the trap of having to remain uh, crippled by remaining in ignorance. Because that's, ignorance is the crippling of the soul. Your information is life. The more information you have, the more power you have and the more capacity you have to reach God consciousness. And especially if you've closed off real too, you've closed off your access to divine love. And, and most people will do that if they've had too much toxic pseudo-love in childhood. And then they're afraid of anything that uh, is close to, to being love because love is the danger. And the alarm bells go off the more one is becoming vulnerable to loving again and making the same mistake, quote-unquote, that they made before that uh, perhaps brought about abuse of some kind in childhood or emotional abandonment or uh, a sense of uh, one shouldn't be alive because one wasn't wanted by one's parents. Maybe one's an accident. Uh, maybe uh, one, uh, the, the parents, one parent uh, accepts you, but another doesn't, or maybe they wanted a different gendered child than how you came out, and whatever it is that you, you were not accepted unconditionally, and the, uh, the torment that that produces in the soul that must be repressed, uh, if it isn't processed and released, uh, keeps one in a, an emotionally crippled state. And the only way out of that, of course, is to get real three information, but but that leads to what the ego considers the ultimate catastrophe of annihilation in the absolute. It's not looking for liberation. It's looking for more pleasure that's controllable and a sense of being loved and normalcy. It doesn't want liberation because, as we said before, that locks it out of the enjoyment of the phenomenal illusion. And that's what you came here to enjoy, right? So uh, who wants to be liberated from it? It's not why you came here. You came here to experience everything that life could offer. 
And now you're telling me I, I should let it go and uh, choose God over life and uh, all of its pleasures? Ridiculous idea. <laughs> to most egos. <clears throat> and yet, uh, at, at a certain point, uh, one comes to the realization that the more information you have, the more intelligence you will have. Okay, the amount of intelligence that is activated is determined by the amount of information you accept and are willing to process. And, and uh, of course, the amount of intelligence you have will be determined by the how much information you want. So these two are always uh, in a, a relationship of... Uh, uh, both uh, seeking and, uh, and hiding. And this peekaboo game that goes on uh, is what obsesses the consciousness more than anything else. Do you want to know or do you not want to know? You see, if you, if you know too much, you can't be naive anymore, you can't live in the imaginary, you can't live a normal ego life any longer. Uh, you, you, you can't do it. You've outgrown it. But you're not there yet wanting annihilation either, and there's nobody offering divine love, and you're not sure that's what you want. You want jouissance, you know. So uh, how do you deal with the fact that it's almost impossible to make a decision uh, to choose the real three information that will liberate you from uh, the, the fear of overwhelm because the absolute will never be overwhelmed. It's the only position that will not be overwhelmed. But if you are the absolute, then there is nothing else. The fun and games are over. Mm -hmm. Well, first it's emptiness, right? And, and, and the emptiness is, is like, to the ego, when it approaches the emptiness, it's terrified. It, it will be alone in an, in an empty void without any ability to commune with anyone. It will be in absolute solitude, abandoned forever, uh, and, uh, and not have any resource to assuage its loneliness, right? That's the way it looks at it, because it hasn't yet been annihilated into the emptiness, and that very annihilation then brings the fullness, the realization that the emptiness was actually fullness. But you can be terrified of the fullness, as you were overwhelmed by Shakti, too much of it, right? Too much Shakti will also annihilate the ego. But then the question is this, the energy that would annihilate you, or the ego, what, what is the source of that energy? Isn't it your own mind? Haven't you divided your own mind into an overwhelming power and an overwhelmed infant who can't deal with it? But are they really two? Aren't you just the intelligence 
and the information that produces the energy. Energy is derivative of information. Once you have enough intelligence, you use the information to produce energy or to produce uh, whatever you want within this illusion. There are all kinds, depending on the amount of intelligence you have, will determine what you're able to do with the information, but uh, you will be able to, uh, to overcome uh, whatever obstacles ignorance has caused. And to the absolute, there are no obstacles. So therefore, there's nothing to be afraid of, there's nothing to desire, there is bliss, right? But if you are looking at the absolute from the relative and, and say, uh-uh, I ain't going there, because that's death. And in chakra one, you don't want death. You, you may want to die, but you want to die without having to face death. That's why a lot of people kill themselves with sleeping pills, right? Then I don't have to be there. Body dies and, and I'm in sleep and they hope there's nothing to follow. Of course there is, that's, that's the big mistake in judgment. But nonetheless, that's why people choose that way out. So, given this uh, situation, <clears throat> what to do? Okay, so the ego is very, very clever, right? We know that. The ego has two ways of dealing with this situation. One, it chooses pseudo-love. Okay. It creates an imaginary form of, of divine love. But it uses this offer of love as a way of manipulating others. It's not real. It's not unconditional. And uh, as soon as uh, you don't give back to the person who is, who is doing this, offering this, apparently, they'll, they'll turn on you and reject you. So it's pseudo, but it enables the ego, if it will get back the the kind of love that it is hoping for in return, and it's hoping that it'll get some real stuff, it will get the support that it feels it needs that will cushion its ability to live in, uh, in real one. Okay, so it is a way of uh, deflecting the fear of being overwhelmed. The second way pseudo-knowledge. This is all very obvious, right? And you can use uh, limited amounts of knowledge to impress, to control, to uh, uh, gain the ends that the ego wants 
with knowledge and uh, try to bluff your way through and hope you don't uh, run into somebody who has more knowledge that might be real. But as long as you can uh, fake it and you can uh, create the right kind of impression, uh, you can, again, create situations in which you can uh, uh, feel like you have all kinds of cushionings against uh, the, uh, the outrageous fortune that real one could bring you. And, and so, and if you can hook up with someone who has pseudo-love and you can have pseudo-knowledge, there can be a kind of an alliance that will help uh, people to uh, gain a position that is very strong, especially in the postmodern conditions that we face. And so that is often what uh, couple collusions are actually about. And those collusions are a denial of the fear of being overwhelmed through the use of these two defenses. Make sense? So once you can see through those kinds of things and you realize that it doesn't actually pay to choose either of these defenses, sooner or later you'll be stripped bare and, and it will all be you know, revealed because the truth is ultimately victorious. And it turns out to be uh, a, um, a failing strategy. But those who choose this strategy do so after having constructed psychopathic personality structures so they, they don't have a conscience that will bother them. And then all they have to do is just pull a geographic and they can go into the same routine somewhere else, you see, and never have to think they never have to pay for uh, for their karma. So, the bottom line is that real knowledge is only gained through ego death. You can't get it any other way because the ego is the obstacle to the knowledge of its own illusory nature that it doesn't want to know. It wants to believe in itself. Even if it believes in a negative, weak self, it wants to believe that that's real. So the, uh, the, the ego death is not ultimately uh, avoidable. But if one wants more knowledge, one will discover that as you approach ego death, whatever sanskaras of fear of that, of, of dissolving in real three, are still there, will emerge as deviations from silence. And so if you're able to watch what happens when you go deeply into silence and stillness and dissolve the I-thought, there, there will be arisings of thoughts and of uh, images and memories and desires and narrative structures and all kinds of fantasies that will try to capture your attention so you forget that you have deviated from your goal of annihilation in the absolute, right? That's the whole game. And then, that, then you know who you're playing with, right? You're playing with a counterintelligence that is the intelligence of the ego that wants to make sure you stay in the trap. And then you get to realize that you are the one who is in the ego but not of it. And if you are in the ego but not of it, what does that mean? It means that you are God. You see, and once you get that, and you don't need to deviate from that, because you can accept 
the annihilation, having realized the power that it gives you and what you're annihilating is only a false image and a false amount of information put together in a distorted way that created the illusion of an ego in the first place. And now that you undistort it, the ego dissolves into brilliance. It, it dissolves into intelligence, not into fear or stupidity or spaced out, you know, globs of protoplasm. No, it turns into God consciousness. So uh, what you were looking for all along comes, but it only comes to you at the price uh, of this death of the pseudo-entity. So if you choose this, then your game is going to be the game that, that, that I would call the demonic game. A demon can be defined as one who plays in real one without any rules. Okay? Without any constraints on its behavior. And therefore, it's willing to use, let's say, bribery, seduction, uh, intimidation, Um, of course, in its ultimate form, violence. And finally, and most importantly, deception. I mean, this is how the game of life is played, especially if you're a politician, right? That's that's what we're seeing out there very obviously these days. They don't even hide it anymore. This is the game. There's no rules. This is why the world is really upset by this one guy being killed when they don't care that you know, millions are being killed in Yemen and Syria and all kinds of other places. Nobody cares. But this one guy gets dismembered in the Saudi embassy and they care. Why? Because he was a member of the ruling uh, class. And he was a mouthpiece for the Washington Post, you know, and the Post didn't give permission for, uh, for him to be dismembered, you know. Uh, and, and so uh, people identify with this guy and they say, well, if it happened to him, it could happen to me, you know. I'm in the ruling elite and I'm serving, the, but, but what happens if they turn against me? Am I going to have an assassination squad show up at my house at midnight? Uh, and, so, and everybody is afraid that that is exactly what's going to happen if they don't toe the line exactly. So the higher you go in the social structure, the higher the stakes of the game and the more danger you're actually in. And at any time, even if you're loyal, like these guys who, who committed the murder on behalf of the crown prince, they're going to probably end up dead. Some of them already are because they could talk, right? So even though they were loyal, they get hit. Uh, you can't, you, you know, you're in a, a game that's a very dangerous one, and yet that's the game, you see, that if you're in pseudo-love and pseudo-knowledge, you want to play because it leads to the illusion of power. 
but you're flirting with, uh, with death and, and uh, with torture and destruction at a level that most people shy away from. And they'd prefer to see a James Bond film than to actually live in one, you know, and to, uh, to be uh, subject uh, to, to murder. But this is, the, this is the game that's played out there. But I would say at a microcosmic level, every ego today is playing that game. It's playing for very high stakes and without rules. And, uh, and, and it has no dharma, right? Why are there so few people here? Well, there's dharma. Who wants rules, you see? And, uh, and if, you, if you don't have rules, then you can't really have a community. You can't really have an organization that works in a healthy way. You can't have, uh, you can't have trust. You can't have love. Uh, you can't build a, a world that's sustainable. And that's why this one is about to collapse, because it's based on this demonic uh, frame of reference that has been made the new normal. This is the way you play it. You want to get ahead in the world? This is the way you do it. No matter what field you're in, you could be in the field of music or art or drama or something else. It's the same game. It's cutthroat, right? And if you don't have the stomach for the cutthroat nature of the game, you're out of it. You're going to lose. And even if you win, what do you get? It's petty. It's, uh, it's putrid. It's not real. It's always based on payoffs eventually anyway, you know. You either sleep with the producer or, you know, you pay, pay them off enough or uh, you, you deceive them enough or whatever. You intimidate them. Maybe if, you, if you're a, the son of the godfather of the mafia, you say, I want my kid to be the star in the next movie you make. Okay, maybe you can get it that way. But, but it's always going to be through one of these means. That's how the world works today, right? So... Uh, if, you, if you don't want, if you want to opt out of that game, you've got to opt out of the ego. Because otherwise, you're going to be uh, dealing with people who are playing that game. And why do you want to deal with people who are playing that game? Unless you want to play it. Or you create a community based on Dharma and you play a different game. Very few people are choosing that road. But isn't that the only road out of there? Okay. So, <clears throat> the ego is demonic. We have to face that. The ego, the ego that deals in real one is dealing with life at a demonic level. And so the first duty of someone on the spiritual path is to slay their own inner demon. All right? That's always been the case. You want to be on the hero's uh, path, and on that journey, the first thing you have to face is your inner demon, or demons, and slay them all. Nobody's going to do it for you. And the slaying of the demons gives you more power, more information, more intelligence. And, and then you go up the road and you find there are even worse obstacles out there than those demons, but now you have the intelligence to deal with them. So it's a perfect video game, you know, and the more intelligent you are, the more you're able to ascend to higher and higher levels, and you have less fear and less desire, less deviation, less ability to be deceived, and more ability to deceive Maya, okay? Deception works both ways. You need to get smarter than Maya, because that's who you're playing against. And what, what is Maya except your own intelligence projected out as a demonic world now that you face? If you've cleaned out the inside version of it, you've still got to deal with the outside. 
So uh, if, if you have the amount of intelligence and real love and real knowledge, not the pseudo form, you will be able to defeat those obstacles and reach the goal. If not, then you will end in defeat. So this is how the whole thing is structured and you can choose you know, what level you want to play at. But at a certain point, the benefits of playing at the lower levels uh, are, are used up and life becomes boring and, and dreadful and uh, uh, one becomes, uh, uh, I think, horrified by the fact that one may have made wrong choices and that one has to turn and go in a completely different direction in life. And uh, the longer one waits to do that, the harder that is to do. So these, uh, these kinds of forces and factors are impinging on everyone's minds. But in the meantime, the stress is increasing as the system collapses. And, and people recognize that uh, if they think they're going to be able to make it in that society that's dying, it won't even be there by the time you, you get whatever you think you need to, to function at high levels in that society. It, it's over. And so uh, it's very hard to stay in denial anymore and remain in the ego. You, to do that, you have to crush your intelligence. That's why we've created a very dumbed-down culture, because people who are too intelligent will know that the game is not worth playing. Uh, but if they know that the game is not worth playing, their families will hate them for it because they are, uh, they are programmed to play that game. We want to be proud of you. You go out there and you make it and uh, bring back trophies. We, we, we want you to, to prove that we were great parents and we made you successes in the world, right? So there's all of these pressures that are pushing you out there toward the demonic game that you know you don't want to play and you can't play but you're unwilling to play the other game of real love and real knowledge because that means annihilation into the absolute. So I think I'll end on that note. Since, um, are we that far over time? My goodness. <laughs> time is an illusion, don't worry. Are there any questions, comments, any burning? Yes? Um, I wanted to ask about uh, sleep paralysis. About what? Sleep paralysis. Or oh, let's save like that for another one. That's a whole different discussion. <laughs> But basically, it means you don't want to come back into your body because you don't want to be in this demonic realm. <laughs> Any other? Was this useful? How many people found this helpful? Okay, that's good. Never know whether it's more important to give the information about the dark side or the light, but they really are one. And, and without knowing both, you can't make the choice to uh, ascend. So you gotta know what the stakes are on both sides and how much there is to gain by choosing the ego annihilation because that's real life. Life doesn't start until that moment. Namaste.